Welcome back to A Journey Through Lent with the Holy Fathers and some Holy Sisters as well. I'm Dave Orsborn in the studio this morning with Sister John Paul, a Dominican sister of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, serving at St. Michael's in Worthington. Morning, Sister. Good morning. We're back at it. Day three, Wednesday, the first week of Lent. Uh, we're going to hear again from, I think, a crowd favorite, right? Yes, yes. St. <laughs> uh, John Paul II uh, from uh, Crossing the Threshold of Hope from 1994. Before we go there, though, let's open in prayer. Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord, as we come to you on this Wednesday of the first week of Lent, we are in Lent for this past week. We ask that you would continue to stir our hearts with the same fervor with which we began this holy season, that you would stir our hearts to continue to seek you, to hear you, to follow you. We ask that you would stir in our hearts the particular ways in which you wish us to serve our brothers and sisters through charity. We ask today that we would hear your voice we lift up to you all of the intentions that are on our hearts. And we do this through Christ as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, amen. Amen, Father, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. So this is uh, St. John Paul II from his book, Crossing the Threshold of Hope from 1994, but uh, uh, timeless. So, At the end of the second millennium, we need perhaps more than ever the words of the risen Christ, be not afraid, man who, even after the fall of communism, has not stopped being afraid and who truly has many reasons for feeling this way, needs to hear these words. Nations need to hear them, especially those nations that have been reborn after the fall of the communist empire, as well as those that witnessed this event from the outside Peoples and nations of the entire world need to hear these words. Their conscience needs to grow in the certainty that someone exists who holds in his hands the destiny of this passing world. Someone who holds the keys to death and the netherworld. Someone who is the Alpha and the Omega of human history, be it the individual or collective history, and this someone is love. Love that became man, love crucified and risen, love unceasingly present among men. It is Eucharistic love. It is the infinite source of communion he alone can give the ultimate assurance let me say that again he alone can give the ultimate assurance when he says be not afraid 
So I'm guessing, sister, we're gonna we're gonna zoom in on be not afraid. This is so powerful. It's so powerful. Even just hearing, I, I'm not even sure how many times I've heard these words, but when I hear this again, this part here where he says, "Peoples and nations of the entire world need to hear these words." First of all, I'm thinking of our listeners right now, and every one of the listeners right now are one of these people and nations that need to hear these words. And even in the midst of whatever is happening, the truth of the words of Christ, really, they are the words of Christ, be not afraid. That's what we go back to. And as we as we go through this Lenten journey, you know, what waits for us at the end is the resurrected Jesus who is saying, be not afraid. That That's the end of our journey. Mm-hmm. And so I think as we are meditating upon how do I move through Lent, it's also a question for us is, what do I need to not be afraid of in following Christ? Wow. Um, yeah, so we're midway through the first full week yes. of Lent. Yes. I, I, I agree, sister. Let, let's take today and, and maybe meditate and identify those, identify those things that we're most afraid of. I, you know, and I think that's, and if we haven't done that already this yet, <laughs> you know, yep. this, this, this line, if we haven't done that yet, um, I think what another way of, of phrasing that prayer is instead of saying, you know, Lord, show me where, uh, I have fear that you need to cast out Lord, show me where I need to love, show me where I need to trust, show me where you're asking me to keep my eyes on you rather than on any other temptations that would take away my focus or my emotions. Mm. Or, or um, what are those things I'm afraid to turn over because without you, I think I may have more fun. You know, without you, uh, yeah. I may be more successful. This you is know, true. Without you, I'll have this. And, and recognize and really understand but Lord, these things are fleeting and you're eternal. And with you, I won't have any fear. That's right. And and I have to say, like when I was, was hearing this passage again, um, what stood out with the greatest strength was this reminding us um, of Christ as the alpha and omega of human history. This idea of Jesus Christ as the first and last, the Alpha and the Omega. If we also are thinking about this Lenten season and we think about the Easter Vigil, we think about the liturgy of the church, you know, the the church universal presents for us in that Easter Vigil, Jesus Christ, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I think this idea of, of continuing our conversion around the fact that Christ is the center you know, of the universe, of human history, and asking the Lord too, how do we recapture a truly Christ-centered worldview? Yeah, that that Bibli- uh, Father John Ricardo, you know, refers to it as, as the biblical worldview. The biblical right? worldview, the sacramental worldview, the the, yeah. the true understanding that Christ is the center, he is the measure of all things. And so when we hear our Holy Father talking about we need to um, kind of harken back to the true reality of Christ, right? He holds the keys of death and the netherworld. Again, the Holy Saturday, you know, Good Friday, all into this, 
Alpha and Omega, um, whether it be our personal or the collective history, the Holy Father says. And the triumphant Christ at the center of all of this is love. You know, the Holy Father says here, it is Eucharistic love, this love that is unceasingly present among men. And I think when we think about Lent right now, we're also not just passing through Lent. We're also not just having these 40 days of Lent. We're not just, you know, trying to draw closer to the Christ who gives himself to us in love, especially in the mysteries of Holy Thursday, but also as a people, we're, we're seeking to begin out a Eucharistic revival. And I think as, as we're, we're beginning this Lent, I think we can ask ourselves, how are we creating encounters where we're setting aside fear, we're recognizing Christ at the center of human history, and we're approaching Jesus as the Eucharistic love? How are we letting this all to come together for ourselves? I'm going to go back to Monday with uh, Pope Benedict uh, in the, the, the conclusion of the, his words uh, back on Monday. It's a time, we may say, of spiritual training right? So in order to live alongside Jesus, not with pride and presumption, but rather by using the weapons of faith, namely prayer, listening to the word of God in penance, in this way, we shall succeed in celebrating Easter in, mm-hmm. in truth, what you said, in truth, the, the reality, uh, ready to renew our baptismal promises. So yes. this is the reality, folks. Yes. Yeah, I mean, th- that God is the Alpha you know, the someone who is love is the Alpha and the Omega. He is love crucified and risen, unceasingly present among us. And it's a Eucharistic love. It's the infinite source of communion. That That's the reality. Absolutely, it is. And and I when you think about the different pieces we've been talking about, uh, it's a reminder, too, of the beauty of the liturgy of the church. You know, so so many themes of the, of the 40 days of Lent are actually kind of reach a crescendo in Holy Week, mm-hmm. where we see the Eucharistic love of our Lord, you know, on Holy Thursday. And then we're reminded of, of the, the daily combat, you know, in our combat of temptation, Christ is there, you know, in the Good Friday and the graces of that reach us every day. And then this idea of Christ coming even into, right, whatever whatever parts of the descent of hell that, that reach us or reach our loved ones, that he is there. But then rejoicing in what John Paul II is talking about is Christ as the Alpha and the Omega. And I think, you know, thinking about our Lent as putting Christ back in the center, hmm. that this meaning of, of Lent is Christ reaching his victory in our own lives in a daily way, but then also in the final victory. So today's challenge. Today's challenge is to ask us how and where am I putting Christ at the center of my life? Do I believe he is the alpha and omega? Amen. Glory be to the father and to the son and to the Holy spirit. As it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Sister John Paul. Thanks. We'll be back at it tomorrow. It's a joy. Thank you. God bless.